right up top. This is for entertainment purposes only. Nothing you hear is real or can be proven, so don't even try. With that being said, ever since the dawn of humanity, we have come together in celebration, combining the best in art, science, music, technology, food, fun, sights, whatever, and more for great big parties. Now, let me introduce to you... Party. Yeah. Hey, Austin. Hey there, Kyle. Hey, dude. What's up? Uh, nada. Yeah. We're just enjoying this beautiful scenery we have back here. We have the most beautiful scenery. And if you go on the website right now, you can check out a picture of the scenery. We're finally getting pictures of our guests on the website. It's, it's a smart insane. thing. Yeah. I know. Their faces are just as beautiful as their voices. We're getting more professional all the time. And you know why? Slightly. Bit by bit. But why? Because we have to compete. I mean, we don't have to compete. Everything can live on its own. But I want to keep up with the Joneses, man. I'm worried. You know me. I listen to Culture Kings. And they said they're going to start coming out with three a week. And they're going to introduce new formats that have never even been heard before. You know? And... Let's face it, man. We hardly do three a month this yeah. past month. Yeah. It's getting difficult. And I'm not saying that we have to be, like, better than them. I'm just saying that's the bar, man. That's what we're looking at. They're right. killing we, it. Culture we, kings are crushing it. And if everyone we strive for that it. greatness, then exactly. we may hit the stars. Exactly, man. Those guys are tight. And we we are tight, too. Yeah. We're so tight, we have friends. That's that's a plus. I know. Right it is a plus. You know what else is a plus? That AC unit turning off. That's I like. I, I wonder plus. if the audience can hear that. Now you can hear the crickets, because we are very much in a backyard. That's so peaceful. Yeah. And we're going to introduce our guests. We have with us Alex and Sadie. I know you only as Alex and Sadie. Would you like to say hey, hello? Hey, what's up, y'all? Hello. Hello. How's it going? So you're musicians, and we know each other from the Mad Hatter, which is on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. and that is super sick. How did you meet? How do you start playing music? What's your connection to the Denver scene? So Sadie and I actually met on Tinder. That's right. Mm-hmm. Real, real Tinder. Uh, I guess we're gonna put Tinder on the on the. We're going to thank Tinder in the liner notes of our first album. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you, Tinder. I'd like to thank Mom, God, Tinder. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think this is the first Tinder success story I've ever seen, honestly. It worked out well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the music is great. That that should be... We're going to start getting paid by Tinder. Tinder, more than just sex. <laughs> yeah. Make the music happen. <laughs> well, that w- they should have that. They should have a site just for finding other musicians. That they, they do have those kinds of things, but let's be honest, like people are on there also looking for sex. Like people are yeah. on LinkedIn looking to get a job and have sex. I think everyone's always like, looking to have sex. Like yeah, I think everyone's always that's that's part of <laughs> yeah. like I think I think social is just like a nod and wink term yeah. for sex. It's just like we got all these social medias yeah wink wink you, you see these advertisements for apps that are like oh le- meet like-minded professionals so that you can collaborate and it's like yeah and then also Have you're sex. gonna get people together working on things and it's like oh you're gonna and find their lovers will be made okay and that brings us to a fun little question i've been toying with lately where 
different people light up different parts of your personality. Do y'all agree with that statement on a scale of one to five? What one means agree? What number all. is agree? Five being I agree heavily. Uh, I would say five. Yeah, I was gonna say like a four or five. We'll just mm-hmm. say five. Okay, because he like, I'm kind of. You ever play that game Doodle God? No. Okay. Basically, the concept is you have different icons. You put them together. It makes a new thing until you make a bunch of different things. So okay. you start off with the four elements. You got fire, water, earth. But you take fire, mix it with water. Suddenly you got steam. Yeah. Right. I think people are the same way. You just like put two people into the tumbler that is life and different stuff falls out whether it be like art or babies or pornos absolutely well, that, was, that was definitely true for us because we'd been seeing each other for nearly a year um and i had been talking about how i wanted to just fiddle around with a ukulele and sadie was like oh i have one you can borrow it and then after playing around with it for i don't like maybe even two months um, then it was like, oh, we should just make music together. Let's just do that. And Sadie is a classically trained violinist. So it was like, oh yeah, like we, we are both, and I've been making music since like before puberty. So it was just like, oh, we could, you do this thing. I do this thing. Neither of us are doing it at the moment, but we spend all this time together. We work together so well, let's just do this, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a crazy origin story. <laughs> There's just so much time where we're just like, right. Oh, you're a musician. Oh, let's, let's be musicians. Yeah, and it wasn't. It wasn't. It was never an idea that wasn't like for like for a long time. It was like, oh, I just like you. Let's just hang out. Right, and it's like um, we both knew that the other one uh, was musically inclined. We uh, had talked about music, showed each other music on uh, like our first date, even, um, and then it was just kind of like. A, a side note you know like oh like yeah we like music like we have all these other things to do mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it was oh let's do this together let's try it yeah. and what's what's like extra satisfying about it is that it's not it's not like a working relationship where the two of us came together to try to make something happen for some like made-up goal that involves the future it was like i like you we have fun spending time together you're a talented musician and this is me thinking about Sadie. It's like, oh, you're a talented musician. Um, I enjoy spending time with you. Let's like just do this thing that we're both good at. Um, and I, um, I always joke about like our albums and our tours. I'm like, oh, we're gonna do that on tour and, and blah blah blah. Um, but if none of that ever happens, like that's fine too. You know, right. like it's easy to it's easy to think about getting a record contract or going on tour or making jokes about this stuff because that's not the goal. The goal is. Uh, to be with each other and do something that we enjoy and we get to do that like on a weekly basis right you're already there so you don't have to strive so hard yeah. for an end goal like the thing that we want we have it but then already. in relation to what you were talking about I'm a single mom um, and so you know there was someone in my life who obviously fathered my child we were good for nothing else together but <laughs> oh, to make no. a beautiful child but the like, baby right yeah, yeah like that worked out really well and that's you know how when we were put into that thing and mixed around that's what came out you know boom i yeah. mean look look at austin and i i mean pretty similar like I, I listen to my, pa- <laughs> my, my like i listen i listen to my parents stories about like when they were together and stuff and it's just like oh yeah no that 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 wasn't functional right but i'd like to think we're functional mm-hmm. and i'm glad 
to exist for a brief window of time, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's neat. Right. Get to make a little music. I was hoping to make some music tonight, but we we lost a chord. Yeah, mm. that's okay. Yeah. I like that we my DDJ to. is just running lights right now. I like, know. hey, look at me. Spend yeah. some time it, with you, boy. Yeah. <laughs> just wants to play so bad. And speaking of dreams, hey, we have a question that we normally like to ask on this podcast. It's a pretty big one. Austin, you want to ask it? I, is that like a thing you'd be down to do? Um, I think I can take it on for this Just one. like once or twice. Um, if you, you guys are well versed in parties and social gatherings and stuff like that. So taking all the goods and the bads and the wants and the, 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 the uh, want nots, I guess. What nots? If, if you had all of the time, opportunity, and resources. Resources. How would you stage your perfect party? Do you want to field that question first? Mm. Come on. Well, huh, there are so many things that I love to do in a good party. Um, I think like the biggest thing for me has always been uh, nature. Mm-hmm. Being outside is a huge deal for like partying it up and experiencing joy. Uh, any like birthday part like my birthday's in july and when i throw birthday parties it's like a camping trip you know um and so i've always really enjoyed partying in nature uh that's the way i'm most comfortable um and really just like it doesn't have to be in fact it's better if it's not like a hundred people you know 10 20 people getting together having a good time um, now you can have like solid connections rather right. than just shotgunning everybody of like, hi, how you doing? Right. And it just feels more comfortable, you mm. know, to like have the opportunity to be one on one instead of like feeling like you have to make your rounds and get to 100 people or just feeling overwhelmed, especially if you're on like hallucinogens, you know, yeah. 100 Yo. people is too many people. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes 20 people is too many people. True. Yo. Absolutely. I remember there was one time where... Um, we had, and just want to remind everyone about the disclaimer at the beginning of this show. I'm about to make up a bunch of stuff, but tell the story as if it actually happened. Mm-hmm. But let's all be clear. It didn't happen. Didn't happen. So this one time, Austin and I had grown some mushrooms. And um, we decided to take them right before this like huge dubstep festival. And it was like the first Red Rock show that I had been to on like hallucinogens. And we did good. I mean, like, we rocked it, and I was tripping face, and it was like the middle of excision or something, and I was looking around in row 23, finding random bottles of water on the ground, like somehow there was always a bottle of water. Hey, that's good. And that was awesome, (laughs) and there were too many people, and I kept leaning over to Austin like, dude, how did we all get here? (laughs) How are there this many people? Where does this water keep coming from? And he just grabbed me by the shoulders. He's like, Kyle, there's something happening on the stage. And sure enough, there was heavy, heavy dubstep <laughs> concert going on. But uh, yeah, it was, it was too much. There's it a is. lot of people. Yeah, one time uh, that I had just too much happen on hallucinogens was uh, a Thanksgiving 
my really good friend had been been growing um and i had been helping him in that procedure and so for thanksgiving we decided like they'd been cured we'd done everything that needed to be done and we wanted to so it was a friendsgiving right we wanted to have uh everyone partake in like this thing that we were really proud of and so on the thanksgiving dinner table was just a platter of mushrooms and so pile. <laughs> wow. So like we fried a turkey and like did all this shit and people go like we had a line like get in line and start filling up your plate and I thought it was best to fill my plate first with shrooms um and did that um didn't ever even get a chance to experience the fried turkey uh oh, i ended yeah. up yeah no I i'm just, trying to imagine eating like a turkey dinner on uh, mushroom. on mushrooms oh, oh, not possible. God. No. Not possible. <laughs> no i, not I like <laughs> regain the ability to digest around hour four right. Right. Yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah. No. uh and then you know it was really great friends it was a friendsgiving so everyone i knew there very well and that became too much like i remember ending up on the rooftop just me and my best friend like i can't be down there <laughs> I can't be a part of this. It's too much going on. Oh, I love all these people, but uh, yeah. it's just, I can't. can't right. I love you. Get out of my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that was the thing, too. Like, you're in my face, and I can't look at your face. You're no. really you're, sweet, but you're freaking me out. You have a dinosaur God. face. <laughs> these, all right. Like, I, I feel like we just need to disclose this right now. Every time we start talking about drugs on this podcast, we need to take a little step to the side and say... You don't need drugs to have a good time. Not even a little bit. you go to a party, the coolest people there are the sober people. They're the ones who are going to get you home safe. They're the ones who are going to be under control. And they're the ones who are going to know what's going on. And they're going to be able to talk to the cops if they show up. Sober people are the coolest. That being said, if you're going to take drugs, especially hallucinogens, grow your own. Yes. Right? Uh, It's so worth it. So worth it. So worth it. Oh, my gosh. Um, it seems like a bit of a headache, but not for someone who's who's like a gardener, someone who actually knows how to take care of someone living like plants yeah. and stuff. Like for me, it sounds like a nightmare. But I'm sure somebody who know like who can grow their own herb garden, and that's not they don't break a sweat over doing Wait, that so every season. Like mushrooms were literally the first thing I grew yeah. by myself. They kind of like take we, care of themselves. Yeah, we always had help to our mom with the garden. I mean, the, the hardest part of it is sterilization and honestly, um, you should be keeping your room clean anyway. Yeah. Like, if you have a solid closet and you just Febreze it. You should be good. Yeah, just clean Sterilize. Yeah, sterilizes the air. Sterilizes you get the Clorox wipes. That's ninety nine point nine nine percent of germs. Yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely grow your own. But to the the point of like the this is too much. You're looking at my face and I can't handle your face. One time I was talking someone down from a bad trip, and it was like. I was on just as much mushrooms as they were, mm. which goes back to my whole sober people are the coolest point because I was not in any position to like help this person right. out. And as I'm looking at them, they're freaking out, but their face is melting, and I'm so close to their face that their nostril is now their eye and their mouth is huge. So I'm like, you got to stop freaking out because you're the weirdest thing I've ever <laughs> seen. 
<laughs> and it's cracking me the fuck <laughs> up. Yep. I'm laughing at your pain. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's so hard right now. I'm really trying <laughs> to understand and be there for you. But please. I, I can't take you seriously when your nostril is your eye. I'm yeah. sorry. It's <laughs> so tough when you want to have like these like really deep spiritual conversations and then people's faces start melting and mm-hmm. you're just like, no, I'm, I'm losing it. Uh, I can't follow this conversation anymore. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying like, to be rude, pretty. but I can't focus. Yeah. 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 <gasps> Nothing. <laughs> okay. So we got nature, possibly some hallucinogens. <laughs> A nice group of people. Yeah. Uh, summertime, definitely. Okay. Uh, do you want to do some sort of like celestial event? Oh, is my that, God. Does that hold importance to you? That would be incredible. Like an eclipse or something? Yeah. yeah. Or like a meteor shower or I've always oh, kind of yeah, had like shower. a romantic idea in my head of like, you know, like what witches did, you know, like okay. getting together, celebrating the equinox, cele- like really like. Some real pagan shit. Yeah, I yeah. think that's super cool. Oh yeah, I didn't do anything. No, no. I don't. I've always been invited to them. Um, I've always mm-hmm. had like opportunities and things have always come up. I've always thought that that would be a really unique experience. Um, definitely, like if that's uh, something that could happen, I would love that. Um, always thought it would be really neat, and. Uh, you know the dancing naked in the woods thing like mm. that holds so much beauty in my mind like you pray for me i'll dance naked in the woods for you type thing yeah. um well, and like ch- regular churches just seem so toned down of just like yeah. we all get together and we solemnly sing these songs it's like yeah. i feel like you get the energy that you put in so right. it's like if we all come together and party down in the like not for us but for the spirits and mm-hmm. stuff like the spirits will then take care of us well, yeah that's kind of right. like that uh uh the like those uh, krishna consciousness uh temples mm-hmm. that like there's a couple of them in town and their whole thing is that when you do anything mindfully you are with god mm-hmm. and so like when you dance and sing uh and you do it with intentionally like with all of your focus and like your and like like you're mindfully dancing and singing and eating or having sex or mm-hmm. walking a dog, like then that is being in communion with God or yeah, like whatever it is like there. Although they do have like uh, like a hierarchy of, you know, uh, spirits and stuff. Yeah. They, you know, they have like a dogma, but, um, but their whole thing is that like, if you are dancing, you are, that's church. Yeah. And if I you're like singing, it. like, and so you go to their services and there's a lot of dancing and singing. That and it gets so wild. Fun. Just get like a drum circle going. Yeah, basically. Raising it up. Basically, it's like a drum circle and their whole thing is like, this is it. You're doing it. Like you are, you are living, like this is it. You've, you're hanging out with God right now. Yeah. Nice. Like this is what it is. But yeah. I just think that's cool. So wait, so like if we are mindfully podcasting right now, then we are with God. Yeah. This, right? Like this is to them this is us connecting with the quote unquote like eternal consciousness of the cosmos we are we are the universe recording a podcast (laughs) with itself which is crazy because now i'm remembering waking life where they're basically having this conversation but a video and now it's on podcast and we're that's that's a lot to take in okay my question is what if you're doing it unmindfully because i got these voices in my head dog and um they're nothing to be worried about like i'm cool you approach them like a rational being like look at here's the thing with voices in the head right 
if they're telling you to do stuff that's irrational, why would you listen to that? If someone comes up to me on Ever. the street and they say, kill the president, I'm not going to do that. If a voice in my head says, kill the president, I'm still not going to do that. Right. But if a voice in my head tells me at three in the morning to go walk down to the Circle K, I'm going to do that. Right. And if it's like, bro, check it out, walk the shore path. When I'm working in Maine and I go down the shore path because of the voice in my head and then it turns out that the sandbar is exposed so I can walk out to the island and then I walk out to the island and then I walk up to the top of the mountain on the island and then I get naked and I start doing sun salutations, getting bit by mosquitoes and doing ohms to nature and just communicating and then I follow a butterfly back to a field of lupines and place one on a log where I carved my initials of me and my girlfriend in and then it just so happens to be the summer solstice right, right. like I wasn't mindful for any of that yeah. but that seems like I'm messing with some pretty powerful magic and stuff right with the dates and the sandbars and the locations they would probably tell you that like every one of those decisions you made with whatever it is that's like our universal consciousness that we are all like an individual kind of like a uh, example of you know mm. in the same way that like the same way that like an electron is a part of but is a, an example of the electron field of energy in the cosmos that like each individual consciousness whether it's like human being or animal or like a so-called like lower life form is like <clears throat> an electron that has burst from <clears throat> excuse me from the electron field but is is separate but is also like part of all of that and so that like you are it like they would probably tell you that like every decision that you made along that path was made in concert with consciousness with all of consciousness because you and have a yes or no like okay now there's this other decision to be made do i follow this butterfly heck yeah or yeah. do i not that and like, butterfly knew that, where to go like yeah. that butterfly they would tell you that that butterfly was god hey like you know aren't we all god in a little yeah way? actually i think about this all the time with um it's uh what was that book a stranger in a strange land mm. have you read this do you know this thing no but i love the title so he does this it's a it, it's a whole thing it's a really good book i check it out it's only like i don't know 350 pages it's no it's a little sci-fi thing but um there's this guy who was raised on mars gets brought back to earth he goes through this whole thing he's got powers blah 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 but he does this thing somewhere through the book where he has this revelation that you are god mm. and that like that's what like when you're talking to someone you're talking to god um and the way that they talk about it is that like your consciousness and my consciousness are the same consciousness, but you're just this individual, indivisible sort of unit of consciousness. But like all of consciousness is one consciousness. And so like when I'm good to you, I'm good to God. And when I'm mean to you, I'm mean to God. Um, and it's, uh, it says thou art God. And that's like his greeting for everyone. Um, and that kind of like jives with like Buddhism and the Krishna consciousness and that mm -hmm. like, um, like, like we Hinduism are all stuff like that. Was that? It, like Hinduism with like the, the greater consciousness of like, we, we are all part of the one unit. Yeah. And then once you, once you die, you like re converged with the unit. Yeah. But as of right now, we're just kind of like taking our own little path to get back to it. Yeah. Yeah. There's like individual example of something that, um, permutates everything mm. you know i think i think i, I think that's that. a good idea all right yeah. i think it's a uh, entertaining 
idea to think of consciousness like that where you're like yeah like like my electron example like you are you're not made and you're not destroyed and you're not divided from the energy field but you also participate with other forms of matter in your own way uh but you are like born of this universal energy field that is literally in everything everywhere all at once you know like, I, I, I was thinking about this the other day, how uh, I got, I got kind of bummed out that, like, I'm going to die and you, YouTube is yeah. going to keep going and there's going to be more science videos on YouTube. There are going right. to be more science videos on YouTube that I'm ever going to get the chance to see. And then They're I, probably more on there right now. Yeah, there's more right now. And it's like, I'm never going to get to see all the science videos on YouTube. And then it hit me. I was like, no, I am because I am and every one of us that watches a science video on youtube is saying i am watching a science video on youtube and that's i watch and it's like oh whatever like alex is isn't going to get to see all of the youtube videos on science but i am mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right in and fact, fact i created them at some point <laughs> or yeah, another there you go. Yeah. yeah so and it was like okay so i'm a part of this and it's mm-hmm. fine like i can be petty about how like the the ones that I really want to see I'm not going to get to are the really the really good stuff has yet to be invented right. like the really really good shit is like 50 years away from being invented and I'm probably not going to get to see it but I will <laughs> right you know it, it will be visible at some point <laughs> it's amazing that it, it's it's a point of enlightenment that allows you to be petty at a certain point like it gets to the point where you're like wow this is so beautiful I'm not even mad that I'm mad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I, l- I love that personally because I, I often have problems with um, with scale, right? Where, say, you're a microbiologist. It does you no good to think of life through the microscope all the time because then you're thinking about, like, the little bugs that are pooping in your eyelashes right now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's gross. But at the same time, when you look at life, it's hard to also look at it at like a macroscopic level and be fine with that all the time. We go, yeah, man, it sucks that I can't afford a meal right now. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm just a little blip in the cosmos. So like right. what? I, like you need to eat still, know. like take care of your body. And sometimes mm-hmm. like I find I slip too far into the cosmos is fine i don't need to do anything (laughs) the world keeps on spinning sadie where do you find yourself in the cosmos what what what's your thoughts on all this stuff are you god you're lost i'm lost uh i'm just i was raised baptist christian right Mm -hmm. and so um i have this programming that i've always kind of had in the back of my head um that there is me there is you know the one god um and when i die like now i really believe myself as agnostic like i don't know Mm. um i can't claim to know i'm not i could never be like my mom where she is 150 percent certain that when she dies she's going to heaven you know i don't know if i'm gonna go into the ground or if there is something more um faith is hard sometimes it's just hard. to like blindly believe. and that's that was always a big thing for me growing up i was the kid that got in trouble because um, i always asked like why do you believe that 
how do you just blindly believe in something because someone told you to like mm. give me some background give me some reasoning give some me something. something yeah, yeah and so it was um that was difficult so even though i was taught that and that's like what was pounded into my head it was always hard for me to believe um and then as i uh, went off on my own and experienced life um i just kind of got to this point where I believe, you know, everyone is, I've had really bad relationships, romantically, friendship, and I've had, you know, really beautiful ones too. Um, but like, I think every single person that's crossed paths with me um, has shaped me a little bit. I believe that everyone that I see or make eye contact with uh, during the day, like, are all for a reason that every little thing is for something else you know like mm -hmm. if it's like the butterfly effect right like if one thing happens one way then huge things are going to take place mm -hmm. in the end um and so like yeah like there's bad people that have been in my life but i've learned from those people or i've grown because of those people or um you know for a brief moment in time i uh, ran into a human um, and that changed my path for the day or something um, so that's kind of like where I'm at like I don't know um, anything right so I'm just like mm -hmm. this lost wandering soul just always taking in and like being willing to say yeah like hey that could be like that could that could definitely be but there's also a hundred other things that could be. Right. And so it's kind of like, I really enjoyed um, learning about different religions, learning about all the different beliefs and then finding out how they all kind of tell you the same thing. You know, it's all like different paths to the same end. Um, and then people get, you know, they're all up in arms of no, my religion's right. no, you know my it's all just dogma and practice right exactly like we're arguing the same point yeah. exactly and so i kind of don't want to put any description on it or like a you know this is what it is and i'm right and you're wrong because i don't believe that in the slightest um i believe that you know there's a lot to be learned and there's a lot to experience and if you're just open to it then you'll experience a lot and it could be beautiful you know and I, I like mm -hmm. that ideal of not not conforming to one thing or another because mm -hmm. then you're shutting out all other possibilities right and you're just like letting everything happen mm -hmm. as it should do you believe in free will i do believe in free will okay. and that that was why it was really hard for me um you know being brought up christian it's like oh so if this there's this god who knows everything then it's all been decided yeah he just set up the strings at that right point. And how is that you know and my mom's like well no like you can decide and like if you sin that's your choice but if god already knows then didn't he kind of like put these it gets like we're his game of sims like is that true right. is that how you see this because that's kind of what you're saying um i just don't know how he would have time for like seven billion people to write that many backstories right it's exactly crazy. so yeah i do believe in free will i don't think that everything is um predestined or mm -hmm. determined um though so who knows again i don't fucking know <laughs> that's that's true yeah. 
I'm fine. It's about craziness, though. You know, you ever read life? No. You ever like see the board something? Game rules? Well, no, just like sometimes <laughs> it seems like something is so arbitrary, right? That you just come across, like you stop signs are always going to be red, right? But not every sign is going to be red. So sometimes you're going down and maybe there's like a tow sign, right? Like we will tow your car and you're like, whoa, that sign's blue, man. I swear like deja vu, but in my deja vu, it was green. I wonder what this means. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what that reminds me of? What? I have this thing. When I was growing up, I had a black and white television. And there were shows that I watched that I only could have watched then on that TV. But in my memory, they're in color. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it makes... Because the brain kind of rewrites memories yeah. and stuff. But that's crazy that your brain colored it in. Yeah, yeah. Like, like if I think back on, like, being, like, 11 years old and watching the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, like, I only watched that on that black and white TV. But in my memory, like, those were in color. Because you know the colors of the Rangers, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw the movie. <laughs> That's a good one. Right on. <laughs> but I feel like it's it's our brains trying to like rationalize it. Where if you're if you're thinking back like on some catastrophic event and it was there's no way that should have happened, but it did. And then as you're remembering it, it was like, well, let's bring it back to reality a little bit because I may be embellishing or something like that. Right. If your brain's thinking of like, oh, it's in black and white. No, shows aren't in black and white. That was probably in color. And then it just kind of embellishes the story, thinking that that's more towards well, the truth. And I'm sure that like on aggregate, I had more color television experiences than black and white television experiences. Right. So it would just, it would be more likely than not that something that I saw, except for that like sliver of experiences that was very specific to like my little like 10, 11 year old bedroom mm -hmm. with that black and white TV, which was like not that many experiences, you know, like, right. so it's, but yeah, I just remember... Well, what about like, you know, when it was only black and white televisions, like reality isn't in black and white. So <clears throat> when people would watch black and white TV, like they didn't go, oh, this is the reality of their existence is in black and white. Like they're seeing it. They're seeing the different hues of like the grays, the blacks, the whatever. And they're like, oh, like she's a redhead or you know uh that's a, obviously a green tree so like our minds are telling us like these are things in color even though i'm seeing it in yeah, black and white it, it could be a little bit of like the theater of the mind right kind of thing mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. like lucille ball being a famous redhead and it's right. like yeah but i'm sure people didn't know that for like the first decade that they knew about mm -hmm. her that would be hilarious to see like a colored picture of her and be like oh okay i yeah. get it well, yeah, yeah it's kind of because when Harry Potter was coming out before the movies were around. I remember, for some reason, my mom pronounced Hermione Hermoine. <laughs> so then, Classic. like, and then that doesn't even make sense with the letters. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, big shout outs to our mom, friend of the podcast. She's been on. Um, but yeah, so when the movies came out, they're like, "Oh, Hermione!" I'm like, "Who's this Hermione character?" No. And then, like, halfway through the movie, I was like. Oh, they're talking about Hermoine. Hermoine. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> He's been wrong this whole time. Uh, yeah, this is all wrong. <laughs> Hermoine. Yeah, it's so crazy how wrong we are about the world all the time. Mm-hmm. 
and yet I'll fight about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I like the I like that idea about like being wrong about the world. It's a really like tricky concept. Um, like I remember having studied uh, uh, like phenomenology and existentialism, and like phenomenology is like the basis of like existential philosophy. And but basically, like the basic principle of phenomenology is that like what you see is what you get. So like nothing is other than what it is so if you like the the sentence um uh that turned out to be other than what i thought that whatever it is didn't turn out to be anything it always was what it was and you were wrong huh. yeah. <laughs> go back why was i wrong <sighs> so you like you have this uh, uh subjective perception of reality yes. right and like um like you know we've got all this like a computer gear in front of us and i'm trying to think of an example it's like oh um like say like oh uh i thought this was a mac but like uh like it turned out that it was a it was an hp or whatever like well it didn't it did it didn't turn out anything it didn't it was not even involved in this it was all you you were just mistaken and so the idea that there's a that there's a the the idea that like anything is other than what you perceive it to be so i can perceive you as blonde right and then if you turn out to be like you know uh what's it like a strawberry blonde or like a dirty blonde or just like the the lighting is like affecting your brunette hair i'll be like, whatever you want me to right? be baby <laughs> um <laughs> there is there is like an object in the world is is only what you perceive it to be and if your perception changes you c it's you can't project that onto the object and say that like like mm, i'm trying to put this um Almost like the idea of being lied to, which can be like a sound a, like not very empathetic, but to be like, um, oh, this, th oh, this person that I know turned out to be other than what I thought. Like, no, like going back to that thing, they aren't anything but themselves. You were just, you just put something on them. You, you projected this idea of what you think they are onto them. And then when it changed, you said that was bad. When, or you thought that they changed. I'm thinking it, of like, you know, the common idea of like the honeymoon stage, right? Mm. Where you like fall in love with someone and everything is just so great and wonderful for like X amount of time. And then all of a sudden you realize like, oh, there's things about this person's character. And they turned out to be someone I didn't think they were mm -hmm. they turned out to be something different and it's like no they didn't they were always this person but you were kind of looking at them through rose-colored glasses oh yeah like the expression you aren't who i thought you were right is a gibberish sentence right. that isn't useful <laughs> right. how am i you know? not myself right, right. Any, yeah, any it's, it's, huckabees fans well it is and it's funny because that scene in particular is kind of like having fun with that concept but it is it is true like the idea that like oh i was wrong about the world and it's like no like not really you it's just you had this perception now you have a different perception mm. and the idea that that's good or bad is just something you made up mm -hmm. you know and there's useful and not useful and you can definitely measure reality based on useful and not useful but as far as like is and isn't is just kind of like uh arbitrary it's you make that up right right empirically it's going to be what it is no matter right. whether yeah. you observe it or not it makes me think of like 
poetry snobs for some reason yeah it's like i was reading this robert snow and he was talking about the road less traveled and how we should go out it's like no and then i found out that it was just talking about how the road less traveled is peaceful because nobody travels it and stuff like that and people are like oh yeah that's always been how it is You're like well i didn't know right. <laughs> and here here's where we get into I love the fact that the podcast is going this way, mm-hmm. by the way. We barely talked about partying. You know, I mean, There's still space for that. That's how it that, always yeah, goes. That's the usual. That, <laughs> look, the whole reason we started the party with this format is because I learned a long time ago that if you go out thinking to yourself, I'm going to get obliteratedly drunk, whether or not you do, something interesting will happen. Mm-hmm. So if we go like, I just want to hear about the coolest party Ever that you can even think of we might spend 50 minutes talking about something completely different but it's cool because now we're on this path where we've talked about how in situations people react differently to different people right mm. and yeah. then we've also talked about how our perceptions get put on things and there sort of is a slipping of objective reality where you can go with the Philip K. Dick I think it was who said um reality is what remains when you stop believing in it it was either him or lovecraft who said that but um but when it comes to people and us changing ourselves for others perceptions and being wrong that means we're changing ourselves for observations that probably aren't even right and then going to what you're saying about this honeymoon phase like I assume at some point that veneer starts to wear off and it's like well you weren't who I thought you were and it's like in my mind I haven't changed right, at all right. but for some reason I've been changing myself based on observations that I don't exactly know to be true mm-hmm. and somehow I'm doing it differently now right. yeah. like how does that happen and how are we supposed to make sense of it when it's happening seven billion times right now mm. like mm. for every person right what I, I i like to jump off of that and be <laughs> to dive into the realm of if we are all one consciousness and that is the the group collective of energy that as many times as we get to know these people and their backstories and who they truly are that is getting us closer to godliness like that yeah. we, we are doing that with purpose and every time we do that we make that connection we see the smallest sliver like you you hear a song like if you guys made a song and you listen to that song we don't know the backstories that you guys came how you started into music how you guys met each other on tinder and then after a year you decided to make music like there's so much backstory and everything that there's no way to know it Mm -hmm. but the more we can seek to find that out the closer we are getting to the group consciousness by collecting consciousness yeah essentially no i no i want to hear what you had to say but all i was going to say is i tend to try to avoid backstory in art where I try to accept, again, with the phenomenology thing, just accept the thing that it is as it appears to me now. Mm-hmm. Which right? makes no it up context. for interpretation. Yeah. And right. then, then it's a, it's just in this moment, I'm just experiencing this art. And it is what it is to me right now. But the idea that like, if I'm listening to a song and I'm not digging it, right, I'm not enjoying the song. Mm-hmm. And someone comes along and goes, yeah, 
but this guy wrote this song right after his wife killed herself and he went up to the woods in a cabin and he stayed there for six weeks and he just churned out this album that doesn't make this song better right for me like it's still in i don't i'd still the it's too fast or too slow or it's in a minor when it should be in major key or like it's it doesn't you know what i mean like there's no modality to it like i can still have like a critical aesthetic about this art that i'm experiencing Mm -hmm. and it just like there was this guy i remember in that in school this like art teacher was talking about this artist who uh made these tiny little like five by eight postcard size paintings with like one color and they were just basically doodles right yeah. and then the guy was like no but here's why they matter because the guy tied himself to a bungee cable and like affixed that to a post across the room and he had to crawl on his hands and knees across the room and really struggle to paint this doodle and it's like who gives a shit right. about how many calories this sucks. guy burned to make yeah. this doodle yeah. like it's just a doodle on a postcard and like i experience it as it is in the moment and then it's worth what it's worth right now to right. me but like this whole backstory element of it doesn't, it might add depth to it. It might, you know, uh, I surely could get something out of it. Now with people, that's different for sure. Like it, right. de- like you give more context and texture to a, a human being. Um, but like with a piece of art, it's really, We're I don't give things. a shit. I don't want to know who made it. I don't want to know their name. Right. I don't know where, I don't want to know where they're from. I don't want to know any of that. And like with musicians, do you want them to get paid? <laughs> sure. Okay. That's all. I, if they have an audience, yeah, probably, I mean, yeah. well, and if I want it, like, let's say I want to experience something, and then right. there's like that experience is behind a paywall, whether it's at a club or admission to a museum or something, like, fair, albeit, all right, you know. But for so, a lot of people, I think I that that whole like what it took to get someone there is a lot of enjoying what they have before them. Mm-hmm. You know, for a lot of people, it's like, oh, like this person's come up is why I'm so connected to what they produce. You know, this person experiencing what they experienced makes this more for me. I think that is, there's like a whole culture of people that that is art for them. Mm. You know, like it's how it was done. It's what people had to go through to get to where they are. Um, I think that's like, a lot like let's say like in the hip hop world you know like where did they sure, come from yeah, what did like they that's a big part of it right, right so it was on the crime side the New yeah, York Times side right. staying alive right and so I think uh, like with what you were saying about that postcard like it showed a struggle to do something and I think, I think that's like for some people like I don't I haven't really formed an opinion about it before hearing like you talk about it but like I know that there is people that have told me like oh hey like this is what it took for this person to do this and this is how this became and Mm -hmm. like that's a huge deal for them you know yeah I can see how that would expand on someone already liking something. Right. Like if, if it's like, oh, I like this, and then you hear all the crazy struggles they went through, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, that is even more impressive that they, they made this thing that I appreciate through right. all that strife. But I I definitely, I've seen it. My, uh, we used to have this, like, Oh, shit, is it raining? Yeah. Oh, oh. yo. You Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Party. <laughs>
Hey, Austin, hey welcome to the ad break. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Have you ever wow, emailed us? Such yeah, an it's great. Hey, at worlds.com. Are you talking about emails or out Yeah, and then like other time, you can call our voice line at 424-423817. Thanks. And we're back. And we're back. Hey. Just had to dry off. We just had to dry off. Yeah. A day later. Yeah. Never forget to bring a towel. We did forget to bring a towel. Oh, I, true. Yeah. I was cold for a solid hour. After that? Yeah. Just slightly yes. damp. Yes. Yes. Yo. And um, I, I, I believe we were talking about the story behind art, which now I think we have the perfect example of because we have this podcast here and we have the story behind it and part of the podcast is the story behind it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So the question I wanted to ask y'all yesterday is this. If we're talking about phenomenology and if we're talking about art as things that people can take from that convey meaning but simply are what they are, when they are different things to different people... Does that all add up into the piece itself, or are those two things separate? So, like, is the dis- the different experiences separate from the art? Yes. Are the different experiences of the art separate from the art? Because a lot of the ways people are going to find out about the art is people explaining their experiences with it like right. oh i went to the louvre and i saw the mona lisa you gotta see it the, it's why do i have to see it because someone stole it from the louvre right. like a hundred years ago but now it's back yeah so how do you when you are appreciating art do you think of those as separate or do you think that you're experiencing it feeds into the piece no, I think they're separate. Okay. I do. I think that it's like my experience with something like looking at a painting and like uh, what something that I really like to do when I look at paintings is I'll get way too close and actually look at the brush strokes because like for me, I get a lot out of that where I can see where like a hand with a tool made a mark. And so like for me, the mark of the like paintbrush, the paint stroke is uh, um I get something out of it in the same way like we like to go to uh, old cemeteries and so I'll be like we'll be like standing over a grave of somebody who was born in like the 1850s and it's like damn you existed (laughs) like ostensibly you like I'm told that you existed and like that's true in a meaningful way where like I probably have not I'm not in my life at all I've not experienced anything that's like a ripple effect of their behavior like I'm not feeling the repercussions of anything they ever did, or I don't know that, right? But, yeah, I, not just, directly. Yeah, right. And maybe I am, but there's no way for me to know that, right? For the majority of these kind of things, and yeah. and so like, uh, to me, like getting to see the brush strokes on an oil painting is kind is kind of how I connect with it, where I'm connecting with the humanity that's involved, right? Right. Um, I'm just imagining you nose to canvas. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like, like, like on this pop filter. I'm just like... I'm just standing there, taking it in. Yeah, and I get way too close. Um, <laughs> Do you also get extremely loud? Yes. 
Oh. And then I'm asked to leave. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun time for me. I feel like that's, that kind of ties into what we were talking about of like getting either too big picture or too little picture where it's like it's it's not an extreme in this sense so much as it's fun to go down to that closest like flashpoint in yeah. their process of like how did they make this one mark that collects to make this massive piece. Yeah. And like that piece is one tiny little speck in this person's entire life. So it's like that one little flashpoint as you scale out. I do kind of get like a sense of this like existential, like sublime feeling about it where it's like, oh, this is evidence of a someone who existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely find value in that. Like it's it feels meaningful to me, uh, but never like important. <laughs> you know, it's not I, like a hit it feels me. important to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw a Norman Rockwell painting this last weekend, and it's like it's it's amazing how many of those I've seen, and it's just immediately apparent that mm-hmm. like that's his style. It's just like that <laughs> yeah. kind of old school. So I, I I like that where there's such a wide array of subjects of paintings, but just by the way they've done it. And like what ties them together, you can kind of like see one person versus another. Yeah, and you can that cool. kind of like intimacy mm-hmm. with them, where you can like tell their work or like familiarity. Yeah. yeah. Do you revere art based on the artist? Like, no. if you were if you were looking at paintings and someone was like, "This is a Ramir," you're like, "Okay, cool," and they're like, "And this is a Douglas," and you're like. Okay, cool. Right. Only <laughs> only sometimes. Like I have this like hard on for Vincent Van Gogh. Ooh. You know? And so like anytime someone's like, Oh, well like that's a Vincent Van Gogh, I'm like, that's a sexy artwork. Yeah. You know? Eaters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, but for the most part, no. You know, like, it's just like if I appreciate something and I like something, it's like because of my own personal tastes and uh, what I enjoy. Um, and sometimes one artist like will uh, really have strong appeal to me um, for a long time for like a stint, but artists tend to change and, you know, mature and grow. And just because it was that artist doesn't make it like phenomenal. Yeah, or more or less valuable. Right. In a sense, like it's cool to watch artists grow up like through their work. Um, mm-hmm. and especially if you follow someone in real time and if you've been a fan of a musician for 15 years you get to grow up with them yes. um and you like that's kind of cool uh but i like i i have this idea that like most things are pokemon where like football is pokemon and art is pokemon and like stand-up comedy is pokemon like if you know if you know the name of the starting lineup of any football team you are a pokemon nerd oh it's I get the you. same thing yeah, you, yeah. it's your little thing that you know all the words for and you know all the nouns of every proper noun for a name and you know all of the verbs that are special to that like activity um and it's your pokemon and like that's cool so like like being able to walk through a museum and just look around and go oh well i know this painting and i know this and this and i know all these people um it's kind of it's a little bit like knowing all the names of pokemon and it's also a little bit like going into a bar and telling this bartender like hey i know the other bartender 
like oh like don't cool. care yeah, yeah. No. you know don't give a shit like that's cool that you know it's cool it's i'm happy for you that you find meaning in being immersed in all of this and that's great and totally i'll listen to all of that if you want to talk to me about baseball i don't give a shit but i'll listen if you are excited about it i'm super into that yeah, and yeah. if you want to tell me about all these artists like i'm super into that but it's pokemon to me <laughs> yeah all right yeah well Gotta catch him up. Gotta catch him up. Pokemon. Pokemon. Um, So, speaking of Pokemon and geeking out about stuff and knowing all the names of things, (laughs) tell us all the names of where you want people to go online. What are you trying to plug right now? Because we're we're in the last couple of minutes of this, and this is always the time where we say, plug it up. We don't mm. kind of have any plugs. Nope, not nope. yet. Nope. Right. No, like, find them on the street. No, we uh, we're we're we're, we're like uh, we we like to win hearts and minds live. Heck yeah. We plan on doing a lot. Like you said, find them in the street. That's like legitimate. We're gonna be busking a lot. Um, is that real? Yeah, that's okay. like our next big step is going it's, it's out. It's a fun time. Yeah. Especially when you start making decent money off. Of right. It. Our whole plan is to like get enough to just get fucked up mm-hmm. nice. like the first time we can like celebrate go out night. yeah the first night we can go out on the town and just like get wasted we'll have made like a good do good time of it yeah yes you know yeah. um so for now yeah but i was just talking uh to alex about how um because i'm getting a computer soon and i was like we just need to get some stuff on soundcloud we need to get some stuff out there and like really like take that step but hasn't quite happened yet we'll come back in a year when we have stuff to plug all right. when, we, when, we have a, when we have a body of work to go be discovered. When, oh, okay. So, you want to discover good. that body? Sounds good. Yeah. I get, I get, yeah. I get, yeah. I get, discover I get that body it. of work. Discover <laughs> that body. All right. Well, Alex, Sadie, it has been a pleasure. I'm so okay. glad we could do the little follow up after we got rained out. This mm-hmm. is such a dope location. Shelter. And, yeah. Yeah, some oh. shelter. And it smells good. It does. I love how it smells yeah. in here. It's good lighting. Uh, it is. For a podcast. For a podcast. <laughs> it's great lighting for well, it's gonna be great lighting for the selfie, you know. <laughs> selfie take two. All right, y'all. Party on. Party on. Yeah. Party on it. All right. <laughs> All right. That's the episode. Special thanks to Alex and Sadie for being on. And uh, you can email us at k at willems.com or a at willems.com. Call us at 424-242-3817. That's a party hotline. We're ending on number one in Galaxy of the Lost by Lightspeed Champion. If you haven't heard this album yet, go check it out. It's called Falling of the Lavender Bridge. It's one of my favorites. All right. Have a great week. I feel better now I've seen you but deep inside my bones feel like timber and I'm shaking from the tension and I will shudder at the mansion
Shudder at the mansion 